Hi, everybody. Jeanette Jenkins from Onyx Legal. And what I want to talk to you about today is essentially a combination of refunds and consumer guarantees. So from what everybody was saying about their businesses in the room, it looks like we are all service providers here today. Is that correct? Is there anyone who actually sells like retail or products or hard copy stuff online? Mark, you do a little bit. Okay. I'm going to focus on services. So one of the things, and this is a particular um, challenge that came up for one of my clients this week. They sell education and training online. They sold a training course. They received a three-page diatribe from someone who purchased their course and wanted their money back. It was extraordinary the way it was put together and it was clearly by someone who had done spent a significant amount of time researching on the internet, um, although maybe they had got chat GPT to write it for them. But it was a long-winded complaint and it referenced a whole lot of um, consumer law issues uh, didn't say a lot, um, made all sorts of threats against my client and they came to me and said, well, what can I do? What I recommend you do is understand your business well enough that you can say, okay, if anybody asks for a refund on this, I'm just going to give it to them and get them out of my hair. It is way more important to your sanity and to the benefit of your business to let people like that go. They're just not worth arguing with. I understand if, you know, it's a $40,000 product that you might want to quibble. Um, but if it's, you know, something under three grand, don't. Just give them their money back and send them on their way. Because the quicker you respond to something like that with the least amount of information and exactly what they want, which is their money back, don't buy into their diatribe. Do not enter into that conversation. It is not worth it for you. It is not going to achieve anything. Um, if you feel the need to respond to all of their allegations and accusations, do it on a piece of paper yourself that you can later burn and is not going to go anywhere into the public domain. Because whenever you respond to anything like that, it ends up on social media and it's more embarrassing than it need be. Um, so when people ask for a refund, don't stress about it. Just let them go and get them out of your life and focus on the people you do want to work with who are the people who haven't asked for a refund. Um, there are rules and provisions under Australian consumer law around refunds. You can't actually say no refunds whether you're retail, whether your services, whatever, you cannot say no refunds. The closest you can do it in retail is to say no refunds if you simply change your mind. Um, but the reason you can't say no refunds is there are consumer guarantees in under Australian consumer law and those guarantees you can't, you cannot contract out of. You have to comply with them as a supplier. So for services, there are three guarantees. Services, um, the first guarantee is delivery on time. So that's about managing your client expectations around timing of what you can do and, and, and also what you need in order to be able to do it. So if any of your services are dependent on clients sending you something, 
that needs to be very clear in your terms and conditions that you can't actually progress something until you've received that information from them. Um, the second thing that is that you deliver your services with due care and skill. So that's just doing your job well. It's not that hard. Um, and the third thing is that your services are fit for purpose. And what that means is that um, either the way in which you promote and advertise your services accurately reflects what you can do for people or if someone comes to you and says, this is what I specifically want to achieve, like Stuart in your wheelhouse, someone says, I want this type of website to do this, you know, have this functionality and attract this kind of clientele, Stuart can deliver that. You know, it's it's clear, it's defined. Someone comes to him and says, we can do this. And if it's outside the box and maybe something they're not actually able to deliver, then he can clearly say to them, no, that's that's just, we have this other alternative. <laughs> Somebody mentioned before, um, you know, you can do this instead. Um, this is what we can achieve and this is what will work. So as long as you meet those three criteria, um, then you are complying with your obligations as a service provider under Australian law. Now, Australian consumer laws are some of the highest in the world. Um, the UK are fairly similar. Uh, the US are completely disjointed because they are state-based over there. So even though they have the FTC, um, the actual consumer protection legislation can be different depending on which state and territory you're dealing with over there. Um, so it's all sort of up in the air. New Zealand is quite similar to Australia as well, but just not as strict. So keep in mind that when you make promises about what you can deliver to your clients, that you need to be able to meet those promises or demonstrate that you have met those promises um, to an independent third party. So that's another thing I've been working with a different client this week. We've been um, putting together a service agreement for them. And one of the things that we've been going back and forward on is they like to describe the services that they are providing in lots of interesting language, which is marketing. It's not legal. So we've gone through the process of reframing the way in which they describe their services. They can still use all that flowery language and everything. It can go in their marketing. It can go in their proposals, but it can't go in their terms and conditions. In the terms and conditions, what we've been doing is reframing what they are delivering so that an independent third person can actually say, yes, I can see they delivered that and that and that, and that's what they said they do. What's your problem? Um, so that's that's what you're looking to achieve when you're putting together your uh, service terms and conditions. You can be more creative in your marketing and the the way you know. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the words he was using in his service agreement. You know, exceptional this and best practice that, and we don't like those words in legal terms because they're subject to interpretation and you don't want to have anything subject to interpretation. You want to be able to clearly say that's done, that's done, that's delivered um, as a service provider. So consumer guarantees, don't 
tell people there are no refunds. There are all sorts of ways in which you are not obliged to provide a refund, and that is in the wording and construction of the way in which you deliver your services and being able to demonstrate that you have delivered what you said you would deliver. But in any event, if someone asks for a refund, get them out of your hair as quickly as possible. Um, it's just better for your sanity and your business to let them go. Um, we have worked with people to argue against those things, and I do not recommend it. It it takes time, energy, stress, and money to do so, and it's ultimately just not worth it. Um, so thinking about that, don't tell people there are no refunds. Be aware of what your promises you are making and how you're able to demonstrate that you have met those promises um, and enjoy what you do, you know. Uh, work with the people you want to work with, attract the clients that you want to work with and um, focus on them, not, not difficult people. And don't ever respond to difficult people on social media or any if they're engaging on social media, don't even respond to them in writing. <laughs> Because it ends up on social media, um, and it's just it's just not worth it. Um, it it's just stressful for everyone. Uh, so there you go. Oh, and actually, in terms of that, if you get reviews and you're not happy with a review, um, write what you'd really like to say somewhere on a piece of paper again that you can burn later, um, and respond to them constructively. Thank you for your feedback. We're sorry you didn't have a good experience. Um, we have some possible solutions for you or suggestions for you or whatever it is you want to do. Um, could you please, uh, or we have sent you an email to that effect or something like that, take it offline, pull it out of social media, uh, be very polite in the way in you, which you respond, acknowledge that they're not happy and try and offer a solution. Don't ever argue. I ha I looked at the law firm's reviews one day and they had some negative reviews and their responses to negative reviews were so embarrassing. They they were just nasty and argumentative and unnecessary. And it just made the responses made the law firm look way worse than the actual initial complaints anyway. Because from what I've heard in the marketing space, and I'm not a marketer, um, expecting five-star reviews all of the time is unrealistic. And in actual fact, people are going to think it's more credible if you have a variety of reviews anyway. So there you go. Any questions? 